Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You are listening to the Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Jim Short. Today we are doing our very, very first Skype interview with Sonia Renee Taylor. Hi. Hello, how are you? I'm great. I, I want to tell people all about your Indiegogo project. Um, so let's talk, let's talk about that first. And you have uh, until Friday um, yep. to raise this money. You're doing really well so far. And so let's talk about what the project is. Awesome. So uh, I run an organization called The Body Is Not An Apology, and we are a global movement focused on radical self-love and body empowerment. Um, the simple notion that we are divine and perfect in the bodies that we have today, and that a lot of the oppression and injustice that we see in the world is a function of our inability to make peace with the body, our own bodies and other people's bodies. Right. And through information dissemination and community building um, and education activities, uh, we foster a radical self-love, which we believe translates into radical human love and action um, towards a more just, equitable, and compassionate world. So we're really about, like, how do we change the world by changing the way we feel about ourselves? Right. Um, That's great. And so right now, this Indiegogo campaign is to raise the funds to build what we are calling the world's number one online resource um, focused exclusively on radical self-love um, as a tool for personal transformation and global change. So it's going to be a, a news media outlet. It's going to be a social networking site. It's going to be a webinar um, location. It's going to be um, an online education resource. It's going to connect people um, globally to other folks who are interested in the same sorts of radical self-love ideas and content as they do so that you can connect with people in your own community, sort of like at meetup.com. Um, all for radical self-love. Uh, so we are really envisioning a major global hub for the work that we do. And that's mm -hmm. what we're trying to create right now. That's great. So, so then um, when, where does this um, come from? I mean, I think what's so interesting is uh, for myself as a woman of color, it's very hard to come to ideas from a place of radical self-love. To me, that's a very revolutionary thing especially for women, especially for women of color. How did you uh, come across this revolutionary idea, also being a very young woman? Where does that come from? Were you raised to be this way? Were you getting this from your family? Were you getting this um, from uh, inspiration outside your family? Where, where did you get it in your heart? Right. Um, you know, I think that's a really good question. I think that we, so here's my, my philosophy on this, is that actually we come to the world as radical self-love. We come here already knowing that we're divine and perfect. You've never seen a three-year-old complain about their thighs. You've never seen a four-year-old tell you that they're not, you're not good enough. Or Like, those are messages that the world gives us. Mm -hmm. um, and we get layered with those things. And so I think that I, did, I certainly don't think I got any less layering than anybody else on the planet. What I think, though, is that there were seeds along the way that, that were growing that were still about that sort of original radical self-love. My mother, um, who passed away uh, 20 months ago, um, was really, really, really committed to making sure that her children believed anything was possible. And this was a woman with a 10th grade education who had both of her kids by the time she was 17, um, you know, like 
drug addiction and a child sexual assault survivor and all sorts of things. But what she wanted to make sure that her kids knew is that they were divine and could do anything. And I think that that always lived in me, no matter all the other things that got layered. And so when the body is not an apology sort of developed very accidentally, um, those messages started coming through the work. Like that seed, that seed started really um, bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, it's not, um, you know, like it's not, it is revolutionary to decide in the, um, in a world that constantly tells us that we're deficient. Right. It is absolutely revolutionary to decide that you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a new idea. It's actually exactly who we've always been. Right. It's, um, it's just about unbecoming. Yeah. That's great. I mean, that's that. I think that's a really. It's a great anecdote for society, um, and uh, you know, I think it's it's a really good um, defense against the way that a lot of us are raised. And it's about getting back to the original um, truth of who we are. This divine and perfect. And um, I always think that if we took that energy trying to change our bodies, if we took that energy and applied it to changing the world. We really changed the world very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. Very quickly. Very quickly. Um, uh, the National Poetry Slam, which is this big poetry festival, uh, happened in my city in Oakland, California this past weekend. And there was a team on final stage doing this two-women team doing a poem about that opens up saying, like, if women divested their money from the amount of like cosmetics and uh, beauty supplies that we buy, we would collapse the economy. Right. And then oh the yeah, true. It's so true. Collapse the economy. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but it, and but I also think one of the things that I really love about the body is not an apology, is that it's so much bigger than just that. Oh yeah. That what we really are trying to do is help people see how the same sort of shame and stigma um, that I receive about the size, the number in my genes is not that different from the shame and stigma that I receive for being a queer woman, for being a woman of color or for being a person with a disability Mm -hmm. or for being a, you know, like, or whatever ways it is that our bodies show up. Right. 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 And so it's, it's really important that we start. I've been having this conversation lately online with, you know, the untimely and unfortunate um, death of Robin Williams and the horrific uh, murder of Mike Brown in Ferguson, uh, Michigan, or Missouri. And the idea that the same sort of stigma and shame that lives in mental illness that keeps people from being able to access the help that they need is not that different from the same sort of stigma and shame that gets placed on the bodies of brown people that makes it easy for cops to kill them. Right. We need to be making those connections. Right, exactly. We need to be seeing how they're not different. You know? Oh, yeah. So this is a site that will propose the, that, that, di- that different attitude. It will bring in that different perspective, which I think is really important. It's yeah, really the important. goal is for us to look at it holistically. For us, everybody with the body. We are a movement for everybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. really great. It's really, really great. Um, and uh, what, it, what is great about it, too, is that it does have um, the ability to open up to, you know, uh, I, I think that it doesn't exclude us from love of makeup and love of, like, clothes and love of, and in fact, in fact, it becomes more inclusive. Like, the, the, you know, the, these desires to adorn our bodies and pamper ourselves should come out of self-love. It shouldn't come out of self-hatred. 
And exactly. Yeah, you know, I we mean, can I, revel in it. You know, I identify as what I call a biological drag queen. I was born. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was born to be, I am, you know, like my, my closet is filled with uh, 10 billion earrings. The fake eyelashes will fall out on your head. Uh-huh. I love being adorned and I love being showy. And Ooh. I recognize that that for me is a source of my own self-expression and not right. something that the world has told me I have to be in order to be valuable. Yes. And that's that's the key part. It's like, am I doing this because it is true for me or am I doing this because I believe that I am less without? Right, right. And that's a really important lesson and the greatest lesson, actually, um, what we all need to learn. And that's that's really powerful and, and really great. Yeah, it's been it's been a really interesting learning process. I um one of the core projects for the Body Is Not an Apology is called the Ruckus Project, R U H C U S, and it's a thirty day healing challenge um, that really helps us get out of bondage around pain and fear and shame and trauma in our lives. And the first Ruckus Project started um, when I realized it was about five months after I started the Body Is Not an Apology. I had been wearing wigs for fifteen years. Literally, I had lovers who had never seen me without a wig on. And it was because I had traction alopecia that I developed as a third grader and I uh-huh. got teased horrifically and I had so much hair shame and I really believed that I couldn't be beautiful without wigs. I mm-hmm. could not be beautiful without hair. Um, and I knew that I started feeling out of integrity. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd get online and tell people to love themselves radically every day and then I would slap on my wig to mm-hmm. go do whatever it was I needed to do in the world. Yeah. And I knew I needed to challenge that belief. Because mm-hmm. the wigs, while they were fun and exciting and pretty and I loved them, they were really uh, a way for me to hide from the world. Uh-huh. And and I needed to stop hiding from the world. I needed to figure out my value without them. Uh, and, what, and so this Ruckus Project allowed me to do that. It was just all about shaving my head and being bald in the world for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was three years ago. And mm-hmm. I haven't worn wigs since because I really got that like I can be divine and beautiful and it's not about the hair on the top of my head right exactly exactly so these are the kinds of things that you want to start implementing on the site and you know getting people involved in um I love that that's really exciting that's really great We, we just you know the internet is such a powerful tool like all of a sudden you can reach everybody yeah like you can reach there are people in Pakistan who engage with the body's not an apology. Mm-hmm. There are people in Iraq and in uh, Thailand and in Ghana, people I would never have access to otherwise. And all of a sudden there's this network of, you know, over 40,000 people in 45 countries who are deciding to step into radical self-love through their own cultural lens, through mm-hmm. their own racial and ethnic and identities, through their own whatever it is that makes them who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really want to maximize the use of that technology. Right. Uh, you know, I there are these amazing projects and tools. And one of the things that we've come up against since we started is, you know, like our primary tool of engagement has been Facebook since we started. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Facebook has a lot of great things about it, um, but it also has a lot of problematic things about mm-hmm. it. You know, and at its, at its base, it was started by, uh, you know, like a sort of social outcast. Yeah. And, at Harvard who didn't like girls. It was mm-hmm. mad that girls wouldn't date him, so he wanted to make a shitty site for them. Yeah. Like, so it's hard to have radical self-love in a place that's, like, <laughs> founded on, you know. Right. You know, like, uh, trashing women. Right. So, 
you know, we've been suspended from Facebook. We've been, you know, our images have been t shut down. And so it just reminds me that, like, we actually can't use, uh, as Audrey Lord says, the master's tools can't dismantle the master's house. We yeah. can't spread radical self-love on a platform that was developed, ultimately, initially at least, to shame people. That's right, That's yeah. Place. Yeah. And so we need our own place. We need yeah. our own place where people can gather around these concepts. I love it. I love it. It's so important. I mean, and also it's it's really important in the Internet, for the, especially for women, for young women, to have a site like yours um, because of the way that our bodies are trashed online. I mean, it, the internet is such a hostile place for women, for everyone, but especially women and, 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 uh, women's bodies. Um, you know, uh, I, I feel like it is, it really literally is a war zone and, and I don't know how young girls survive it now. Um, I am older, you know, I'm, I'm 45. So I grew up a little bit outside of the internet. So I, I remember a world without it. And um, when you, you could just figure out how to find a way towards radical self-love on your own by reading books, you know, by reading Bell Hooks and by reading Audre Lorde and, and reading people, Nikki Giovanni and pe different, different kinds of people out there, or Janice Mercatani, you know, there's so many people that contributed. You could, like, block out the Internet, but now you can't. And I don't know how people do it. I don't know how girls do it, but this site is a way to that. People will track exactly. you down almost to, to be to be rude to you. Yeah. Right, right. And like when I was a teenager and I'm not you know, I'm not much younger than you. I'm thirty seven. Uh, and you know, like you you would get berated at school or whatever awful things would happen. But when you left school you could have a respite. Yeah. And now we live in a world where you never get a break yeah. from yeah. the bombardment of the outside on top of you and in you and telling you what you should and shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that the body is not an apology, even our Facebook page, has been a, an amazing place where like the stuff that happens when you go to these other websites and the comment sections don't happen on our site. They mm -hmm. don't happen on our page. And it's because we've created a community where the basis of the way that we communicate with each other is radical self-love. Mm -hmm. It is rooted. It's like, actually, we're not going to even have a conversation that doesn't respect each other's humanity. Yeah. We're not going to do it. Yeah. And so... Um, it really has become a place where people can explore these ideas and challenge. And it's not that it's like all light and fluffy and we don't challenge each other. We absolutely do because it's really hard for people to bridge the gap between, you know, how I feel about myself and the diet that I'm on and my implicit bias towards other races or ethnicities. Mm -hmm. It's hard for people to make those connections. Oh yeah, really so hard. Yeah, it's a big challenge. People to make those connections. And so we have hard, difficult conversations, but we do it from a place that has mutual respect and compassion right. and human kindness. Yeah. And that's the thing we want to, the internet doesn't have enough of that and we want to make that space. Yeah. And make that space really um, something that everybody wants to be in, which I think you're going to do. I mean, that, that's like, it's such a rarefied air, but we deserve that. I mean, cause we can all yeah. think that way and communicate that way. Why don't we just get to have that space for ourselves? Exactly. And so many people treat the internet like the wild, wild west. Like you just, the rules for human decorum just don't matter anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Like the things you would never say to a person's face, people feel free <laughs> to say on the internet, right? Yeah, and, right. And I really, I, you know, I'm always challenging like the idea that somehow we should just uh, abdicate the internet to, to our least, you know, our least best selves. Like, yeah. oh, I get to be my, my worst human on this location. Uh -huh. No, like what yeah. if we didn't accept that? Yeah, you know? that's great. So. It's a great, and it's that's the path to revolution. 
What if we didn't accept that? Well, now we don't accept that, and this is what it looks like. And exactly. it, the potential is really powerful because this goes from you're you're taking this idea, you're making it real on a website, and then you know where can this go? This is it, this can be a television show, this can be a global movement, this can be um, something that we teach in schools, this could be something that heals the planet. I mean, I feel like sexism. Um, and hatred of women's bodies. It's the one thing that keeps women from taking over the entire world. <laughs> the internalized hatred that we have towards ourselves and our physical manifestations is it's it's the most deadly poison. Yeah. So we got to stop poisoning the well and poisoning our daughters. Exactly, exactly. And really, you know, demanding... Because we actually can't ask anything of the world until we ask it of ourselves first. Right. One of the things that I hear all the time is like, uh, actually, uh, one of our uh, our content manager for the Body's Not an Apology, uh, Rahel Cohen Rottenberg. She's amazing, awesome woman. Uh, and I saw her Facebook status today, and she was like, "I'm just getting off of the internet and all these social justice websites and uh, pages because um, I just find that they, after they talk about all the things they want to get rid of." they start acting exactly like the people they said they want to get rid of. Mm -hmm. And what what that is, is that if we haven't changed who we are, if we haven't had a personal transformation, whatever it is that we decide we want to get rid of in oppression, we will grow right back. We right. will replicate it again, right? Because yeah. actually you can't build anything new with the same tools and the same blueprint and the same manual. And so... It's about our own personal work. And so once I am clear about my value in the world, I'm able to say, hey, actually, I'm not going to let you uh, put that advertisement up and not protest it and write some people and call some people and let them know that's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not about to let you, um, you know, talk about my body on the street as if it's not, you know, as if it doesn't belong to me. I'm not going to let you say that about my daughters. Like, there's a way in which we get serious about what it is we deserve yeah. once we're clear about what it is we deserve. Right. And, and I feel like this is a really important thing also to empower women of color because truly women of color, if you think about it, we are the most powerful because we in, induce the most guilt <laughs> of anybody in the whole world. It's the best. Right. And so we, we but you know, it's like, we do have a lot of social power if you think about the amount of um, guilt and shame that people do have about sexism and racism and homophobia and all this stuff. So to utilize that to our advantage for once, where it's been at our disadvantage so many times, especially now when people talk about, oh, we're post-feminist, post-race, post-homophobia, <laughs> that is such a lie. That is such a um, cop-out uh, for people to be really accountable for what you know, what they're saying, what they're doing. Right, right. We well, it's it's like we want to just skip over the part, right? Like, yeah. oh, well, we went straight from like uh, you know, Jim Crow and 1950s era sexism to being post something. I'm yeah. like, no, actually, that's not. <laughs> we didn't hop in a time machine where we had dealt with all of those things. Yeah, that's not what happened. And so we're actually in the middle of it right now, and there doesn't. Nobody is served by acting like the issues that are in the world don't exist. You know, mm -hmm. it's like that thing where people are like, well, racism happens because we keep talking about racism. 
I'm like, that's like saying we took, you know, cancer happens because we talk about cancer. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like things exist and the way that you heal them is by actually tackling them and mm-hmm. healing them. Yeah. Doing work to heal them. And so I'm really interested in unpacking it, making it real explicit. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the ways in which we, um, you know, what we call body terrorism, mm-hmm. the idea of constantly attacking people's bodies and yeah. making them feel not valued or making them feel at risk or in danger. Let's talk about the ways that we see that and then let's start challenging it. Yeah. Let's challenge it in ourselves and then let's challenge it in the world. Yeah, yeah. And and, it, and it's like also it provides us with an opportunity to feel good and enjoy ourselves, our bodies along the way and also teach and... Um, teach by example and there's so many great things that are coming out of this so I'm really excited about watching it all unfold and um, we just want to do everything we can to help so what let how can people get right now listening how can they get out and donate to the site let's let's get to the that stuff here so right now the campaign is called the when we say yes campaign it's hashtag when we say yes Um, and the, the donation site is www.igg.me slash at slash when we say yes. So it's the Indiegogo campaign, um, and I'm going to say it again. It's www.igg.me slash at slash when we say yes. And we have amazing perks, um, all of, like, we do coaching and consulting all through the body is not an apology. There are awesome coaching packages that you get for donating at certain levels. There are radical affirmations. We'll send you something that just reminds you how awesome you are every single day uh, for a week at certain levels. Um, they're just all sorts of amazing things that we're offering people uh, for, for really stepping into their own possibility of radical self-love. You know, what we've been saying throughout this whole campaign is that what we want from you is really what we want for you, uh-huh. which is a place where we can live in radical self-love. Right. That's what we're trying to build. Uh, I love and it. we want it for everybody. Well, it's really important because it's like whenever I talk about body positivity and how I want to um, celebrate the word fat, because I think fat has been used as an insult for so long, and I want to say, no, fat is great. I'm fat, and I'm, this is what I want people to go, if you think I'm beautiful... I want you to also know that I'm fat. So this is what fat looks like. That's my message is that this people have called me fat all my life. That is what I am and that's what I look like. So that is what I define as. And so people uh, think that I'm insulting myself and I'm really not. I'm really taking that idea that I'm using this word and I'm using it to celebrate who I am. And I hate when people say, oh, but I'm really concerned about health. I'm worried about your health. And I'm like, you know what? It's way more unhealthy for me to hate my body and be angry at my body for not conforming to this idea of society's brand of health. It's way more uh, destructive, and it shortens my life to want to be that idea of healthy than the healthy that I am now. Exactly. And weight is the only place where random strangers are allowed to tell you that they worry about your health. Yeah. Like the truth is, nobody, like, nobody, I have never seen anybody walk down the street and snatch a cigarette out of somebody's mouth and say, I'm worried about your health. I know. <laughs> that doesn't happen. That doesn't That's happen. The way the world, I've never been at McDonald's and saw somebody snatch a milkshake from somebody and tell them, or just sit down and say, I don't know you, but I'm really worried about your health. That's not a real thing. What no. you are is 
worried about my body not conforming to the standards of your assessment of what a body should look like. Yeah. And, you know, like, so for me, that's one of the best places to just tell people to mind their damn business. Right. My health is not your concern. Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't owe anybody my health. No. And health and size are, um, can totally be mutually exclusive. Right. Exactly. That, that you cannot determine what my health is based off of what my body looks like. Right. Uh, and that we, and that it's a really dangerous notion to assume that we can tell anything about people just simply based on looking at their bodies. Exactly. And so, you know, like that's a that's the thing we really want to interrupt is the notion that somehow you you, you become my you know my dietitian and my gynecologist and my <laughs> um, internist all by just watching me walk down the street in some jeans. Mm -hmm. That's some, you know. <laughs> yeah, but health really does begin with self love, and radical self love is the healthiest thing that anybody Absolutely. can do. Because when I love myself, I actually care about myself. Yeah. I care about what I what I do with my body. It actually makes me say, you know what, I'm going to take these couple extra steps to, into this building instead of parking right up close because I need to move today. I, you know what, I think, I think this particular thing is going to feel better in my body than this other thing I was going to do. We become mindful and conscious right. of our bodies. Yeah. But so much of self-hatred is about just trying to ignore our bodies, mm -hmm. ignore what our bodies are telling us, which is why people don't go to the doctor, right. which is why they don't get, you know, early treatment for things because we're just ignoring our bodies. Right. If we love our bodies, we tune into them. Right. And then we actually can care for them properly. That's so powerful. So people can find out on the IGG uh, for your IGG, where they can find out about you on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? So um, the Bodies Not Apologies Twitter handle is Radical Body Love. Okay. Um, and then my personal Twitter handle is Sonia Renee Poet. Okay. Uh, and then... You can find the body's not apology. You can find anywhere. We're on Tumblr at thebodiesnotanapology.tumblr. We are on Facebook at thebodiesnotanapology. We're on Instagram at thebodiesnotanapology. Um, we have our own website right now, thebodiesnotanapology.com. Um, it's the one that we are hoping to turn into, you know, a, an, an estate of radical self love rather mm -hmm. than a tiny little shack. Uh, <laughs> That's great. And. Yeah, and then, you know, I, you can find me personally all over the place. Uh, before I stumbled into radical self-love, um, I've been a performance poet and writer for the last uh, 10 years. And so that's that's sort of the bread and butter, and it, it all relates. It's all connected. Yeah, all. well, that's great. Well, I'll be posting about it on my um, Twitter, at Margaret Cho, and you can reach both of us at um, Monsters of Talk. Where can they reach you? At Jimmy Shelter. And, and when when is the campaign wrapping up it's on friday right yeah august 22nd is the last day of the campaign at 11:59 on august 22nd is the last day to donate and we really it's been amazing like we had an organization uh, a, a couple just people who were support this vision gave us ten thousand dollars toward the campaign oh. organizations um planned parenthood is supporting right now like really it is people seeing that this work can change the world and so they're really investing and a dollar, three dollars, up to ten thousand dollars, whatever it is that people can give is actually an investment in saying, Yes, we believe that radical self love can change the world. And it can, and it will. It will. Well, thank you so, so much. Thank you. For having us and for letting us talk about this. I'm and so proud of you. Thank you. Supporters. And I'm I'm excited and I want everybody to check out this site and, and, and donate and we will be checking in with you after and uh, checking in on the site. Um when it's up, um, thank you so much for joining us today. 
And Thank we will you. put this up on Monday. It's on SoundCloud and iTunes, and I'll send you the links. But um, we're just going to get people uh, out there and uh, donating and, and make this happen. Awesome. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so much. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thanks a lot. You too. Bye.